the New York media has gotten soft, including you, Paul. I don't need any kind of crap from you. Take a lap defense. Take a lap special teams. Who cares? No. It doesn't matter. It sure does. It doesn't. Paul, do you know what drip is? Do we have to explain? No, I'm going to let you wear the clown makeup. Removing goalposts. How stupid is that? No drunkenness. The answer to the question, fine. We move on. Shoot your shot. Yeah. Shoot him, shoot. The kicker. You hear how he says the kicker. Like he's a subset from the team. Do I send you journalism lessons on Twitter? We got a lot of angry people on this podcast. Yeah. I want this team to reflect this area. I want the people that pay their hard-earned money in the neighborhoods of New York, North Jersey, South Jersey to come to our games and know that the players on the field play with the same attitude they wake up with every morning. But we've got to execute everything better. Offensively, nothing's really good enough today. We got to make sure we come back to work, and we got to give ourselves a chance. We got to capitalize on the opportunities that are in front of us. This ain't a team that's having fist fights on the sidelines. This ain't some clown show organization or something else. But there's some key foundational pieces that are being put in place, and there's a lot of things we're making progress on pushing forward. Okay, whether it's golf clubs in the locker room or people planning vacations outside of it, all right, where there's a lot of finger pointing and blaming and shouting, all that type of stuff, right? No, we don't have in our building any of that. And obviously, look, the fans deserve better than what we gave them this year. You have every right to boo me going out to the stadium. That's the way it is. That's what we sign up for, right? And it's New York. It's supposed to be a tough place to be. Welcome back. We're back days later on Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Episode 101, 100 and a half. We don't know what to call it. But Joe Judge has been fired, and we are here to react to it. It happened at a strange time, a day after we dropped the show. But this is Blue Rush, so we come at you whenever big Giants news hits, and this is a big one. Let's welcome in your host of Blue Rush to react to Joe Judge being fired after two seasons. That would be two-time Super Bowl champion kicker, the Scotsman, Lawrence Tynes, and his co-host, Giants beat writer, Paul Schwartz. Lawrence, your wish came true. You thought it might happen after a new GM, but your gut thought that he was going to stay. Joe Judge is fired. Your thoughts? Right move. You know, the Giants got this one right. I I just was considering them pigeonholing a GM with Joe Judge. And what kind of coaching staff were you going to be able to hire at that point? A lame duck coach. This is the exact move the Giants needed to make. I know it shows a little dysfunction firing someone every two years, but you got to keep firing guys and hiring guys until you get this thing right. And we'll see where it goes. But definitely John Mara, Steve Tisch made the right decision here for sure. Well, I mean, you know, the Giants got this one right is like saying, um, you know, you struck out with the bases loaded, but you got back to the dugout without tripping. You know, um, the Giants have gotten everything wrong for so long. You know, they hired Joe Judge. John Mara hired him. John Mara hired Dave Gettleman. Look, the reason Joe Judge is not here, I think, front and center is because he had a terrible roster put together by Dave Gettleman. I mean, that's just the facts. He had a very bad team. He had a very bad team. But having said that, things deteriorated so badly that it was an untenable situation. You know, we were talking about this the last few weeks is that, you know, people kept asking me, is Joe Judge coming back? And I said, you know, the last couple of weeks, I said, I don't see how he comes back. There's no compelling reason to bring him back. And it just the whole GM coach. What are you going to do? You know, you know, we, we were talking that that if you hire, if you bring in a GM, right, and, and interview him, the GM's in the back of his mind is thinking, you know, these guys I think want Joe Judge to stay. So if I'm honest with them and tell them I don't want them, the next candidate they have on Zoom might say, yeah, I'll work with Joe Judge. I'll work with him for a year, and you know, then I'll fire him if I have to. So it it, it doesn't 
it was ass backwards and now it's ass frontward, I guess, but it's a bad situation. This is this is really dysfunctional. You know, to go one step further too, Paul, is, you know, I was worried about had they have retained him, like what sane, qualified, credentialed football coach is going to come in here and coach his football team on offense? Nobody. Yeah, what offensive coordinator it, is going to come none. here for a year? Yeah, Absolutely nobody. And so they got this right. And listen, to a, some extent, the Garrett, Colombo thing, this whole offensive staff were terrible. Jason Garrett will still coach in the NFL. I think he's qualified. He was in a bad spot with, with a bad roster. If we really look at the nuts and bolts of this thing, it's a bad, bad roster that Patrick Graham has made look pretty good on defense respectable, but offensively, you could blow up the entire thing. And Joe really melted down down the stretch. You know, he did really melted down the, the look, he didn't get fired because of his 11 minute rant in Chicago, but it was a bad look. And ownership saw that and said, our head coach is unraveling. And we talked about last podcast, I guess, the, you know, the, the two quarterback sneaks that doesn't get him fired either, but it was embarrassing. And, and I think, you know, ownership looked at that and said, what are we doing? You know, why are we embarrassed? Why, why are we a laughing stock around the league for this? But you didn't have to do this. Just hand you the know, ball You know, it's off. funny, Paul, is two months ago, I guess, or thereabouts, John Merrill was asked, and he goes, I'm as confident now as I was when I hired him. Two months ago. And now he's out the door. The NFL, the most you know, amazing. There's no question, right? He, he was a first-time head coach. And just think of it. When he came in, his opening press conference was great, right? It, you didn't Look, you didn't know Joe Judge from – First-team uh, All-Pro press conference. Right. You didn't know Joe Judge. I didn't know Joe Judge at all. That was the first time Incredible. we really got. And wow, that was that was yeah. terrific. And, you know, I thought to myself, that's why he, he got hired. He was great. And then remember last year after the last game, the Giants win. Don't get in the playoffs. They beat the Cowboys. Doug Peterson tanks it. Right. And Joe Judge says, my team will never, ever not give maximum effort. And I think Giant fans like that. So he had a great opening. He had a, at the end of last year was fine. And then he'll be remembered for that, that crazy rant in Chicago. And he's gone. It just, I mean, if you did the graph of this, right, it was good. It was okay. It was okay. It was like that guy on The Price is Right that. Yeah, yeah. Can't go over the surface. Overbid. Joe Judge <laughs> overbid it. So he, you know, he didn't guess the right price on the freaking blender. And this is tough for him. I mean, you know, he is, you know, can he be, you know, I, I've talked to him and he, he you know, the, the, he doesn't, he's not a big fan of the college game as far as with the transfer rules and everything. It's really hard. You know, he would have been the Mississippi State coach if the Giants didn't hire him, the head coach, or else it's back to being a special teams coordinator. I mean, you know, this is, he's 40 years old. This is, this is a real shot. This is a real professional shot. You do say that, Paul, but he has a five-year deal and it's five million years. He will get fifteen million over the next three years to sit on the couch if he wants to. So yeah, as much as you feel, couch, but yeah, no, yeah, financially, he, but you don't yeah. feel bad for him in terms of finance. Family, he's pretty much set for life if he wanted to retire now. Yeah, it, it's hard for me as a former player to feel sorry for coaches to get fired because we used to get cut all the time, and so you know what you sign up for. I know he doesn't want people to feel sorry for him, and I think at the end of the day, Joe Judge learned a lot about himself, and he'll be better for it. He's going to be a better football coach whatever he chooses to do because of this, these two years in New York. I don't know if he'll ever be a head coach again, but naturally he he's a really good special teams coordinator. Somebody will hire him. Do you think his head coaching days are done NFL college? Do you think it's a wrap after those two years? It'd be pretty hard to hang your hat on that guy. And, and you know, based off what he did in New York. Now, listen, 15 years from now, some people maybe e- even forget that Joe Judge was the head coach of the New York Giants because it was such a short blip on the radar. And in 15 years – who knows? Maybe he's the next Nick Nick Saban. I don't Look, know. Most guys don't get 
second chances. They really don't, you know. And look, I mean, he's he's and and it's going to be hard to build himself back up being a special teams coordinator. You know, that's that's not easy to do. Um, that's why it's not easy to become a head coach from a special teams coordinator role. So um, look, he has money. He gave it a shot. He had a very bad team. He got, you know, bad injuries, quarterback got hurt, a lot of things, you know, all these coaches, things work against you, but he made some mistakes, which hastened his departure. You know, there's part of me and I've read, there's part of me that thinks this guy would be an incredible general manager. You know, maybe it's not coaching. Maybe it's, it's front office. Why do you say that? I don't know. I feel like the last two years he has infused some talent to this roster. The drafts have been good, right? Can we all agree on that? I don't think they've been poor. Well, he doesn't have final say on the draft, though. And I know he had some personnel responsibilities in New England, albeit I don't know exactly what, but obviously they thought well enough or highly enough of him to give him those responsibilities in New England. So maybe it is some sort of personnel role, but I think he's a football coach, but I'm just throwing that out there. Maybe, who knows? what the future holds, but he's young, he's wealthy, his family's taken care of for, for life, but he'll, he's a football guy. You can tell that. Yeah. The Giants would have put themselves guys in an awkward position. You get a new GM and then say, all right, new GM, we're going to have you fire Joe judge or keep him if you want, but fire him. It would have been so strange. Kind of needed the fresh start. The timing was a little awkward how it happened a day after also hurt us here on the blue rush podcast, but now you get more of us and the episode one Oh one, but, you know, they, they took a risk. Yeah, he was with the Patriots. Yeah, he had Belichick pedigree. But they took a special teams coach. And sorry, Lawrence, you just rarely see that. A guy jumping from special teams to head coach. It just doesn't happen often. So they knew they were taking a risk, and it didn't work out. And, you know, you bite your bullet. You move on to the candidates now as we go through, guys. If you want to go one by one here. I know, Paul, you did a story on potential candidates. Obviously, it's too early to say who they're going to interview on all that, blah, blah, blah. But I guess let's go name by name here and get what you guys think. Brian Flores is the hot candidate right now. Three years with the Dolphins, 24 and 25, 10 and 6 last year. Had a really good last couple of seasons. What do you think about Brian Flores? I say no. The Belichick tree thing, we can all be done with that. Not saying he's not a good football coach, but certainly don't want to go back down that road. You know, the Belichick tree, you know, for a second, Jake, you mentioned, you know, they took a chance on Judge, the Belichick tree. You know, I kind of poo-pooed that a little bit. But look, Brian Flores was a winning coach, but three years with the Dolphins out. Judge, two years out. Matt Patricia, right? That's the most recent cycle. I mean, he, he'll he never be a head coach again, I don't think. Three years out. You know, Josh McDaniels lasted two years. You know, Eric Mangini, three years, one place, two years, the other. You know, uh, Romeo Cornell, four years. It's It's a rough, it's a rough list. And so I think... I think Bill O'Brien was the longest, Paul. I think he had seven, yeah, seven but he didn't years. do much yeah. really in those he years. He didn't either. do much. So, you know, when we talk about these head coaches candidates, Flores, look, his team played really hard and they were great down the stretch. Um, there's reports that he doesn't get along with people. You know, you know what's interesting about Flores? He brought in Patrick Graham, right? Then Patrick Graham left after a year and they were friends from New England. So that was a strange one. I'm not going to say he has relationship problems. I don't know. The key is, Jake, we're kind of doing this backwards too. Tell me who the GM is, and I'll start linking some candidates for you because, you know, we'll go through somebody's list, and then we can go back to the GMs and say, the GM is not going to hire the coach. The owners hire the coach. But the GM, you know, John Mara and Steve Tisch don't know these coaches. The GM who they hire is going to know these coaches much better, and he's going to be the point man for this. And you tell me who the GM is, you know, we can get a better read on who the coach is. Yeah, and, you know, some of those names we talked about in the last show, Paul, Shane, Joe Shane, Adam Peters, Quentin Harris. So. 
We'll see, but we are speculating coaches here. And then another name on that Patriots, you know, list, Josh McDaniels. Two years with the Broncos, fired in his second year, 11 and 17 with the Broncos. You don't like him, Lawrence? Nope. No announcement. No explanation. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, just I, that, that tumultuous run in Denver, a Tiger doesn't change the stripes. I just, he may play nice to get another gig, but no way. Hey, one of the first questions I asked him, would ask him is in an interview, is what happened within in Indianapolis? Why yeah, did you take that job, out of that and, job and then back out of that job? You got to tell me about that. You know what I mean? What happened in in Denver? Look, he's a good quarterbacks guy. He calls great plays. You know, Mac Jones has been a good quarterback for him. Seems like he's waiting out Bill Belichick there more than, um, you know, I don't know if he would play great in New York. Something, no right. Something. That's involved. another factor too, right? You have to be able to handle the media in terms of personality. So, a lot that goes into being a coach in New York. Doug Peterson is a very interesting name on the list. Hated amongst the Giants fan base. Probably, obviously, what happened last year. But this is a guy who won a Super Bowl. He was 42-37, and 37, five seasons, made the playoffs. He had a successful run with Philly, but we know the relationship Giants-wise. Does Doug Peterson intrigue you? He, he does, just because of his offensive acumen. Like, I, I think he's a guy who could help Daniel Jones get to that next level. Whatever Daniel Jones' ceiling is, not saying he's going to be a top five, top ten guy, but we, I, th- I think we need to start thinking about offensive philosophy and head coach. There's a ton of good D coordinators out there, so I think that's going to be easy to fix if you can find one of those guys to come coach in New York. But I don't mind Doug Peterson. That's an interesting name. There's nothing but- to really look at and say – He's awful. You know, I mean, he's bad. You know, he's, 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 he's distasteful. You know, he, he coached in Philly. There's no place more difficult than Philly. You know, he he's was a, in Kansas city with uh, yeah, Alex Smith yeah. and the, so he's, he's got a good, he's got a good offensive mind. Yeah. Uh, he's been in a tough city before. He's got a freaking yep. statue of him outside the link. Yeah. That's not bad. He's won a super bowl. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, and he's taking a year off this year, right, Paul? Yeah. He Doug, was, he yeah. was off. Yeah. Getting paid, took a year off, but sure. he, he will be a head coach somewhere. So um, intriguing, intriguing. Yeah. Speaking of defense, internal, does Patrick Graham, moving from defensive coordinator to head coach and maybe still calling the plays defensively, is that a name that intrigues you? I think it does somewhere else, not with the New York Giants. I just think they want to wash their hands of everything, even though they had a pretty productive unit. I mean, it's still in the 20s, you know, whatever the number is, 23rd, 24th on defense. It's They can be better, but Patrick Graham... I think we'll get an opportunity somewhere. I think he's, you know, that kind of football coach. Yeah, elevating a guy, a coordinator, you know, to the head coach. They tried it with Ben McAdoo. That did not work well. It's hard to look at a guy as your coordinator and then look at him as head coach. He's best friends with Joe Judge. It would be very awkward. Patrick Graham's a very self-deprecating guy. You know, he's a really good coordinator. I'm not sure about him as a front man yet. You know, I'm not sure about his forcefulness, his command. Very smart. He's very good with us, but... um I kind of agree with Lawrence. I think he needs to go elsewhere. Byron Lefwich, the Bucks' offensive coordinator. Obviously an explosive offense in Tampa Bay, but no head coaching experience. Is that a name uh, you might take a chance on, Lawrence? I would. I would definitely interview him and see if he's ready. Byron's probably around my age. He's probably 40, 41, 42, something like that. Listen, let's not forget that a lot of what <laughs> Tom Brady's there. Okay. Explosive offense. Yeah, I Explosive wonder why. Explosive offense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got the greatest quarterback to ever do it. And previously with Jameis, was he there with Jameis? No, he wasn't there. with. He was there with Jameis. And Jameis had some good numbers, but I would have to almost interview him. Maybe he's not quite ready yet. I, I would put him on the list for sure. Because See, but all these guys, I always stress, look, he's a good play caller. He's really good with quarterbacks. 
That's fine if you want to name him your offensive coordinator. Yeah, I'm looking for another coach. quality, right? You you need to, to come out of that interview and say, I'll go to war with that guy. He's a leader. You know, Robert Sala is a defensive guy. They have the worst defense in the league. You know what I mean? So it's not just that. You know, you, you don't bring, you know, if he brings Tom Brady with him, I would say hire him. You know, that's great. You you need to be, you have to have a special quality. I don't know that till you talk to him. You know, he's a very popular guy, Byron Leftwich. He's very popular. Kellen Moore, Cowboys offense, another explosive offense. He's been a name that's kind of picked up. Kellen Moore, is that interesting? Man, this is going to sound crazy, but no. I, 33 I just, years old. 33. 33. He would get chewed up in this city. You no, know, no way. I, sure, he's a great play caller, but I just, he's, I would look at him in front of our team meeting and I don't know if I would get fired up or laugh. Like, cause I, we have like Webster coaching us. Like, I mean, he's very young looking. Like you said, he's 33. He almost looks younger. So a lot of different things go into these head coaches moves. I not it's a no for me on Kellen Moore. Yeah, I, I you know, I've never met the man. I don't know him. I remember him as a left-handed quarterback, right? It's, Boise State. Yeah, I, I I you know, I think they get you're always burnt by what you had before. You know what I mean? You know, Ben McAdoo was, you know, the, okay, we gotta hire an adult, a tough, grizzled guy. They bring in Pat Shermer. He was a dud. Okay, we gotta bring in a new, younger, they bring in Joe Judge. So you know, Kellen Moore is young and inexperienced. It's a tough sell. Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. He was previously with the Jaguars before that and the Bills and Syracuse as their offensive coordinator. Does yeah, that name it's, it's really nice when Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. Again, you know, you keep all these guys get these these interviews based on the production of their players, and that's a good thing. But at the same time, there's always just someone out there, maybe like a Jim Caldwell, you know, who had a good record in Detroit, which is hard to do, and has kind of been, you know, sitting around. Is Jim with anybody? I mean, no. he had a winning record in Detroit. Uh, he had a winning record with the Colts knows, also. Knows how to lead men. You know, these are people that, you know, everyone wants to throw out the fashionable coordinator's name when there's really some good candidates out there that have coached and led men before. So well, he was next on my list, Jim Caldwell. It's just the, the next, I mean, he's he's been out of the league for a few years and, he hasn't been a head coach in, in five years since 2017. I think he's 66. I think he's 66. So 66. you have Kellen Moore, 33, Caldwell, 66. He'll um, be 67 in five, in five days, yep. And then I don't see Brian Dable on your list. That was next. He was coming. You're just, you're, oh, he is coming. You're, 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 you're teasing everything ahead. here. I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm Jim just Cald- getting so excited. Jim Caldwell, as of the names right now, Lawrence, seems to be in your leaderboard. I just think I'm, I'm leaning on someone who's done it before and had results. The rest of these people were just throwing our throwing a name out there, and can they do it? I, Jim Caldwell has proven that he can coach in the NFL and win. Good personality, calm demeanor, would not be flustered by us in New York at all, I don't think. You know, not exciting. You know, wouldn't excite the fan base, I don't think. You know, the one thing, you know, the elephant in the room, you know, an African-American coach, either young, old or whatever, um, there's not a lot of them in the NFL. You know, there's not a lot of them. The Giants were the first team, I believe, right, to have an African-American general manager. Maybe it's time. And I'm not saying just hire an African-American coach, but there's several good candidates out there. It's it's um, it's something to certainly to think about. You know, we've already yeah. named Byron Leftwich. I mean, there's a lot of good candidates out there. So, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. And Caldwell's got the experience. Dayball is one you shouted out on ESPN Radio as I your did. dream. I did. Pairing with what Joe Shane, 
So I guess Dayball is actually your favorite, one of these hot offensive coordinators. Yeah. I, I just think, you know, he's a guy – I just like the pairing, right? GM, coach, they're familiar with each other. They've had a lot of success together. Daniel Jones is not Josh Allen, but they do have some similarities in terms of their skill set. So I like that whole package for this football team just because it instantly fixes the biggest problem this team has, and that's not offense. And he's been, you know, he's been a good, good offensive mind, not just in Buffalo. You know, he's been around for a while. He's a good offensive mind. Is he the front man you want for your organization? I'm not sure. You know, that that you got to bring him in and get a feel. You know, look, these coaches come in all shapes and sizes, you know, so it's not like you have to look like um, Adonis or you have to sound a certain way. You know, you can, you know, you m- mentioned Nick Sirianni off the air. He His press conference when he when he was introduced was a disaster. I mean, he, he sounded like a bumbling, fumbling, and then he didn't, you know, they lost a lot of games early, and then he they won a lot of games late, and he's in the playoffs. He's the only, you know, this was, that was a rough, hiring cycle last year rough you look look at the first year coaches he's the only one who did anything so you know jake it's funny when you go down this list and Lawrence goes nah, i don't know about that guy and i said nah, i don't know about that guy you know it's it's not like there's this five or six guys out there were yeah Vince lombardi over. is now out there waiting well for a job, I was, the, right? the next the last and final name of this list because you're not going to consider a zimmer or Nagy any of those guys is the dream option that would change the course of the giants franchise and that's jim harbaugh like no. if you, if you don't think on. so, you Hell wouldn't hire no. him. Oh come Hell on, no. Lawrence! You would not that, hire over everyone else on his list. list. He is what? last on my list. Jim oh Harbaugh. come on! Absolutely no way. Dead last. Paul, defend me on this one. I think Jim should be no, number no. one on your list. I, I can't not defend you because I put him on my list, and I put him on my list kind of as a goof and something to kind of talk about. Now, what? Well, hey Lawrence, you you beat him in the um. In the um, NFC Championship game, no, right? That was a knockdown, dragout game. He's not for right? me. I don't think a starting with you guys, he would handle you guys very well. And B, just some stuff I've heard from former players that played for him. No way. They just kind of got rid of that guy. The training camps that were just so extreme. The practices that were so extreme. Listen, I, more of this stuff's going to start coming out from former players, and more guys are sharing more and more about jokes since he's gone. But I heard the training camps and the practices were brutal. Brutal. And that's what Jim Harbaugh is. Jim Harbaugh is a good college coach. I don't think that 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 works anymore in the NFL. It he's did a for pretty a good college coach. You know, he was a he's a pretty good college coach. You know, they just beat Ohio State for the first time. So yeah, no, he he's he Jake, I put him on the list, but he's not, you know, we we probably talked too much about and Jim so Harbaugh you yeah. give us your give us your take here, Jake. If you are you looking at his record or yeah, I, I just think he's a proven, you know, commodity. Like the Mets hiring Buck Showalter. That's a hiring, you know, obviously a different sport that stands out. A guy who's been there, he's won, hasn't won a title, but he's well-respected. You know, you give a good perspective because you've talked to players that have played for him. But just looking on the paper and, and what he's done and the experience and, you know, taking the Niners to the Super Bowl like he did. So, I don't know. I, I think that's an experienced name. I, not, we're like, eh. All these, all these coordinators. I want a head coach. I want a leader. You'd have to give him so much money to lead Ann Arbor. You know, too much money, too much. Because you know, the Giants now got a, you know, they got to get a cut rate deal here. They're paying. <laughs> Are Joe. we paying Shermer and Joe? I think. I think. Well, McAdoo just came off the books, so um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's just another single promotion of Pepsi's away from paying for that. We'll be fine. This is Bobby Bonilla all over again. They're going to be paying coaches yeah. till 2035 at this but rate. But keep doing it. It'll be worth it in the end when we're back on top. Just keep doing it until you find one. Well, part of me thinks a guy like Jim would bring him. Again, it's not going to happen. It's a pipe dream. But he's the it's he's the sexy name on the list, despite him. Khaki 
khakis. Yeah. He wears khakis. How sexy is a man in yeah, khakis? What GM do you want, Lawrence? You want the guy from Buffalo? Yeah, I want the package deal up there. Just give me the package. All right, so you want uh, Shane and Dayball combined. All right. Scott Pioli is not on their first list. Yeah, that's a cool story. Call him, but, uh, you know, I mean, uh, Rand and Carthon, Maurice Carthon's uh, – Son, cool. It's an interesting, uh, interesting name. You know, it's interesting because they got. Look at this. They got. They're interviewing two guys from the Titans, first place team. One guy from the Bills, first place team. One guy from the Chiefs, really good team, right? Two guys this from the Forty Nine ers good this team. Is smart. Uh, two guys from the Cardinals, good team. You know, and and Horitz from the Ravens, good team, just missed out on the playoffs. You know, like I wrote in the post, if you can't beat them, rate them, rate them. Just you guys know how to win. Show us how to win. That's all. And look, it's it's going to be all new. It's going to be all new. These are guys from outside the building. They have nothing to do with the Giants. The coach will have nothing to do with the Giants. It's a new day in 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 uh, the Meadowlands once they hire these guys. You know, it, it's brand new. Okay, so Lawrence, you're Dave on Shane Paul. Do you have a? You're not a fan here, but do you have a prediction of what what do you think the Giants go with? I think they're going to go for a guy who's been a head coach before, okay? I don't think it'll be Doug Peterson. Um, you know, a, the guy we didn't mention, someone like Raheem Morris. Um, Hofstra. You know, I think is an interesting guy. Yeah, Hofstra, you know. Hofstra yeah, he was very young his first go-around in yeah. Tampa. Hofstra doesn't produce a lot of anything as far as I'm concerned. You know, Me and Raheem nothing. Morris, that's all we Wayne got. Wayne no, I mean, What about Wayne Corbett? Corbett? Laverne's Coles, no, Willie no, Colon? No. You know, in, in the electronic podcast world, Hofstra is very, very poor. <laughs> Lavernius Coles, he was Jake, State, where did you huh? go? Uh, Jake, uh, where? I, I am a member of the the formerly the Flying Dutchman. The, uh, yes. Hofstra Pride, yes. Okay, Hofstra Pride. What about Giovanni Carmazzi? Remember that draft pick of the 90s? Yes, yes. Throwback, wow. Yes, I do. It's so hard. I mean, you know, you know what? I really wasn't, you know, I, I've been concentrating on the GMs and I thought that the writing was on the wall for Joe, but I wasn't prepared. You know, when you're a beat writer and you have to do a coaching search, it's a lot because the, every coach is, has 30 new coaches, right? So, okay, now who's this guy bringing in? Who's his defensive coordinator going to be? Who's his offensive coordinator going to be? Who's his quarterback coach going to be? It's it's a you-know-what. You know, it's, you know there's, there's a lot of stuff between in the next two or three weeks. You know what this does? This ensures me I have to spend three days in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl, I think. That's what I think this okay. ensures me. Yeah, yeah. Kaz wasn't a big fan of that because they are coaching in the Senior Bowl. The Jets coach. Have you guys been to Mobile? Paul, you, in, can, um, Paul, you can stay in my know. house on the Florida Panhandle. Yeah. I'll give it's, you the keys. I, I've been about 80 miles free. away, you may have to get up early to get to practice, but you'll be on the beach. Raheem Morris was an interesting name, actually, because I'm looking now, and he was a head coach when he was 33, which is very young. He's now 45. He's done a good job with the Rams' defense. That wouldn't. I'm obviously a little biased because he was a Hofstra guy, but that is an interesting name that I think they should at least interview. So, yeah, I like him or Flores or Caldwell or probably my top. You know, three a name we didn't a name we didn't bring up who's been in the last two cycles is Bienemy. Yeah, it, it's a name that's going to pop up again this cycle. Obviously, he didn't get a job last year. There's got to be something in his profile somewhere down the road. I know he had some issues maybe in college or something or when he was a pro. Fo- well, but- he's an offensive coordinator who doesn't call plays. You know right. What I mean? now, Andy calls but like him. I said. You know, so, you know, it's Andy's offense. He called the plays. He's a really good guy with running backs. But look, as I've said, I'm not going to go crazy about the coordinator. You know, I don't care if he doesn't call plays because I don't want my head coach calling plays anyway. I I want him. I don't want him. I don't want him like this. I don't want him like this the whole game. You know what I mean? I want him. I want him watching the game. So, you know, if it's something about bring him in, bring him in and get a vibe for him. It's fine with me. I mean, these guys got to do a better job. I mean, 
you know, John Mara has been the point man for this, and he has struck out. You know, he signed off on McAdoo. He signed off on Shermer. You know, he he pays the bills. He signed off on Judge. These are big, big misses. Big misses. Steve Tisch landed that G4 at Teterboro and came over there and said, Joe, you're fired. That New York Jets tail on that plane. I mean, I, I guarantee you Steve Tisch was like, no, no way. Yeah. Something happened yesterday because this this turned pretty quickly. No, I, I don't think it turned. I mean, I don't know why you say it turned. I mean, they, I think they, they were just doing their due diligence, right? Yeah, like, yeah. They, I mean, there was no rush. The, they didn't. Well, why yeah. did every team fire their coach yesterday? And the Giants were, you know, I don't think anything changed later. either, Paul. I'm with Paul. I don't think anything changed. I think the Giants were just like, okay, we're going to sit down and talk. Maybe Steve Tisch wasn't in town, but maybe in person they talked yesterday with Joe, and then you know, I guess today this afternoon they let him know. So. I don't think anything changed. I mean, listen, the reality of it is 10 and 23. Yeah, Lawrence, do you want to, before we close out, give a final State of the Union address of the Giants as we head into the offseason with Joe Judge now gone? Final State of the Union. Listen, I there's a lot of unknowns with Daniel Jones, but, you know, everything's on the table, and it really is with this new staff, new GM. You can see a lot of veteran players being released, starting over from scratch. I mean, even players we probably like in some regards, but – I think you'll just see a whole fresh start because this team's nowhere close to winning the whole thing, right? So so it's not a win-now situation. But I think the Giants fan base should be excited, right? We Obviously, there's a lot to be seen going down the road. But, right, the, you know, the John Mayer got this right. John Mayer and Steve Tisch got this right. And hopefully they make a good hire. And it doesn't have to be, you know, just Joe, uh, Joe Shane, right? He went to Buffalo. They hadn't been in the playoffs in over a decade. They were in the playoffs his first year. You know what I mean? You know, he, it wasn't all him, but it's quarterback. I'm not saying that Giants can be in the playoffs next year, but, you know, this is not, you can win. You can do, do smart things and start winning here. Um, you know, Sirianni did it in Philadelphia. I don't see where the roadway is. You got to show me the players and show me the good coaching and things like that. But you know, it, it's enough of this. You know, th- this is a, a tipping point for your organization. There's no question about it. Coach, Very important. GM, just this is a big tipping point, and um, it will be. I don't know if it'll be much better right away, but it will be very different. You know, business as usual with the Giants is over. Business as usual is over. The Giants have direct targets for GM and head coach, and we will never hear direct targets in a mm. press conference Thank ever God. again. Young Joker. And All right, Shane, Laura. Oh, oh, <laughs> right. I, I forgot. Oh, we forgot. <laughs> I didn't know. We just, we just spoke yesterday. You forgot that I hold it and I hand it off to you, Lawrence. Uh, would jumped, you like to close up this emergency edition of Joe Judge firing of Blue Rush? I did. I jumped the gun on the 101 Dalmatians episode of Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown and Andrew Hartz for producing the show. Great reference, Lawrence, to 101 Dalmatians. That is a terrific movie from the 90s. One of my favorites. Yes, it's a wonderful movie. And Joe Judge himself will have plenty of time for Netflix. Give Blue Rush a wee five-star rating and write in a nice review on Apple Podcasts. You can also now give us a five-star rating on Spotify. Yes, we love Spotify. For Paulie Schwartz, Jake Brown, Andrew Hartz, the drummer, I'm the Scotsman, Lawrence Tynes. I'd say that wraps up season three of Blue Rush, but we'll be back in your eardrums when the Giants hire a new GM, not a gem, a GM, and head coach. Thanks for listening. Talk to you fine folks soon and stay safe. Young Joker likes Kool-Aid and honey buns.